Welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor, and there's no Jenna Morton today. <laughs> it's kind of awkward to not have someone to throw it to, but alas, uh, Jenna is not in studio today, so I'll be doing the show by myself. Today, uh, I am having a wonderful conversation about kids and the dentist. I, I don't know how we've gone four years on this podcast without ever talking about this before, um, but my girls have been making a lot of trips to the dentist lately, and I thought it was time that I got some more information. So I brought in dental hygienist and instructor at Olden College. This is Allison McDonald. Allison, thanks for joining me. Thank you, glad to be here today. So maybe uh, let's start off with you. How did you decide that being a dental hygienist is where you wanted to go in life? Well. Long story short, I had actually, through my schooling years, always wanted to be a teacher. Oh. And so when I was in high school, uh, I remember my dad came home one night and a friend of his, whose wife is a dental hygienist and still practices here in Moncton, he suggested that I think about that profession. So I looked into it and thought, yeah, you know what, I think I might like to do that. So I kind of changed my um, path within my plan to be what I was doing in university and uh, went on to Mount Allison, did my undergrad, and then went to Dalhousie University to take dental hygiene. And I've, 20 years ago, I graduated from dental hygiene at Dow. I love what I do. And in those years, about five years in or so, I had an opportunity to start uh, being a dental hygiene instructor, clinical instructor at Olton College. And so that has led me into a teaching path actually as well. So I kind of feel like I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. And as well, I still work in private practice in uh, which I, thoroughly enjoy as well, uh, a little bit part-time and to kind of keep my hand in that as well. So Yeah, and keeping up with the no, right? It's right. best to have an instructor that actually knows, you know, has two feet on the ground. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Now, now, you have a couple of boys yourself that are close to my daughter's age. Yes. So, um, obviously, you started them going to the dentist quite young. Early. Right. Is there, like, is there an, like an exact age when kids should start going to the dentist? Good question. It really, it's something that depending, as a parent and as a hygienist, it, I really encourage my patients to look inside their, their child's mouth on a daily basis. Um, you know, the first teeth erupt around six months of age or so. And so oftentimes you're gonna see you know, if there's something that the parent feels that doesn't look right, maybe a discoloration or a spot, um, you know, call up your uh, own office and say, you know, I'd really like to, you know, have my child looked at. Uh, and then, you know, but continue to monitor them as they, uh, as more and more teeth come in. The other thing, I guess, is that important to that is that, you know, um, kids can't tell us if they're feeling something, you know, necessarily, or they can't, they can't express that. And so that becomes something that we as a parent have to keep in mind and really, um, you know, observe, check inside your child's mouth. I do encourage and, 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 and um, teach parents as well that we, we want to be brushing our child's, our child's teeth every day. Um, you know, to hand a toothbrush to a two and three year old, they don't have the skill to do that. And so we have to be that, that person to, to get in there. Um, but around age three is a good age for them to come in to have a checkup and cleaning done. And depending upon the child, some are very cooperative and, you know, will sit through a full, you know, cleaning appointment, have a checkup. Other children, that may be a little too much. And so we just take it step by step. Sometimes the first appointment is simply a ride in the chair and that's, that was the, and, and that's what they can handle. That's good. 
Um, and then the next time they come in, we just do a little bit more. You know, if we're able to get a peek in there uh, and, and have a look, and then if there's anything that needs to be addressed, it can be done so. I really, I like that idea because I think as parents, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves too, right? To think like, I booked your first appointment, open your mouth. Right, exactly, <laughs> right? that's right, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine that a lot of dentists are just like, no, no, this is this is totally this fine. This is fine, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I think getting, having at home, you know, as if we're, if parents, grandparents alike, um, and brothers and sisters and what, if, if the dental, if, if dentistry is talked about in a positive light, that very much helps a child coming in for their first appointment because we as dental professionals want to make it a, a happy, fun time and we want them to leave there with a smile on their face. And, you know, to leave there and get a new toothbrush and, you know, a, you know, a toy from the toy box or prize box, that's, that's what they will remember. And so we don't want them to get upset and, you know, and that. So that's why we sort of take things step by step according to what the child can handle and so in that regard you're having your child um, happy about going that they'll remember those little things that they got the sticker or the prize or the new toothbrush that to want to come back again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, I know my daughter's got bouncy balls the other day and it was the best thing, <laughs> yeah. the best thing right. ever. Yeah, yeah so for sure. I, yeah, having those things is really great. So yeah. um, how do we have um, as a parent, how do we pick the right dentist to suit our children? Because a lot of us will just go to the dentist we're using. Right. But maybe the dentist we're using isn't great with children. What's a great way to go about that? Or is there child-specific dentist? Well, there actually is actual pedodontists, and here in Moncton, we do have um, one office that does do specific um, just uh, treatment for children. Uh, but you know a lot of offices are set up to to treat kids as well uh, and I guess it's whatever the office meets your family's needs and so you know um, I, from uh, working in a family practice setting over so many years uh, I've you know seen kids come in at you know six and seven years old and now they're you know teenagers and and on into their own adulthood and some are bringing their own kids in but they've developed that good rapport with the office and I think so if you're looking for a, a practice it's somewhere where you as a parent feel comfortable and you see that your child is being treated well and that they're enjoying their time there so okay. if that kind of helps to, you know, uh, answer a little bit of that, because if you're, if you as a parent are not feeling comfortable about the situation, then possibly that may not be the office for you and, and your children. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So then, um, maybe let's switch to brushing for a minute, um, because there are really great things that you'll find on the market, flashing toothbrushes yes. that go for the, the length of time. Is it two minutes? Two minutes, that's right, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, two minutes. What are some other tips that, that parents should keep in the back of their minds? One thing I think is really important, no matter whether your child uses or likes a power toothbrush or just a regular manual toothbrush, really in essence it becomes the how whatever you can do to get that toothbrush in your child's mouth on a daily basis two times and so oftentimes in very early on when they start their teeth coming through and they they're starting that teething process having a toothbrush to be in there getting a little baby toothbrush and having that in their mouth early on so that they can feel that and even actually before that from birth on um, um, parents should be wiping their child's gums um, either with a damp face cloth or you can get a little uh, uh, 
covering that goes over your index finger that you can just wipe around that cleans the milk out of their mouth. And so that helps with lessening the, the risk of decay later on. Mm -hmm. And so if they're used to having that rubbed around their mouth right from the early you know, days through into their you know, six, eight, nine months of age, once you get to that toothbrush time, that becomes something that is not like, you know, as something in their mouth that they don't know what it is. And then that becomes sometimes they'll push, you know, kind of away from that. And I guess in, in the other part to that is that you don't need to put toothpaste from, from those early times on once, once their teeth start to erupt. Just simply water is all you need with a very soft baby toothbrush and getting that in there. And now as they get into toddler years, sometimes that's when they can fight back a little bit and, and push back. And so we as parents have to be more firm and not so friendly by times, mm -hmm. um, but but having your child either lay down on the bed and kind of putting your your arm over their little chest and, and arms and and getting the job done um, is a more uh, forceful way to do it if they won't cooperate. But it is necessary because if you don't get that plaque off of there every day, the child is more at high risk for getting dental cavities mm -hmm. as you know as they get older. If they are more cooperative, definitely just, you know, um, letting them have a toothbrush and you have a toothbrush. And so they have a turn and then mommy or daddy has a turn and you can kind of go back and forth with that, playing games, singing songs, rhymes, counting, all of those things that toddlers really do sort of like to do and can, and can um, relate to, that will definitely help them. Um, you know, sort of make it again a positive experience. And so then as they get on into their years, I still recommend, and, and I do for my own boys, I will still brush their teeth at night, take a peek, um, because at, you know, 10 and 12 years of age, they're, they're there, but it's, it's, not, it's not the job that necessarily, if they do miss areas of plaque routinely, I know that that decay will, will start, you know, and they're gonna end up with cavities on their teeth. So having them do more of a thorough job, reminding them, showing them spots that they're missing. And then once they get to that sort of 10, 12, 13 years of age, you know, you can let the reins go maybe a little bit, but still checking in and looking inside their mouth will help hopefully prevent cavities yeah. from them. Well, and it's amazing how fast, like I said, my girls have been going to the dentist a lot lately, which is really unfortunate. Um, but I think I make them brush twice a day, but it's them that's doing, doing it. it. Right. Yeah. And they're six and nine. So like, especially my six year old, there, there's no fun in brushing your teeth, right? Like, oh, sure, she's got the light up toothbrush. <laughs> right, yes. And they've yeah. got the, the tasty different color Flavored, flossers right. and what have yes. you. Yes. Um, but nothing makes it more fun than just jumping into bed and reading a book. Right, right? exactly, that's there, right. That, that seems to be the problem that we're having. So I need to find better ideas. We have the songs that we sing, and it's, it's obviously just gonna come down to me having to do it for them. Right, exactly, and, I, and again, my youngest son was very much, he, he, he was the one who pushed against me the most. My oldest son, he was more, has always sort of been more cooperative. Um, and so I had to be that sort of put a little bit of extra force on to get that done. And still to this day, he's 10 and, and I still will go in the bathroom at night and I, I'll send him in to do it and then I will take a peek after. And so we just have to, as parents, stay on top of them with that. And with the flossing, as you just mentioned, I mean, flossing is, is a, 
key as well. Again, because you know between their teeth, that's a common spot that cavities will actually start. Mm -hmm. And so by really, you know, those little floss picks are really great for kids because at that, you know, once they're you know six, seven, they have the um, dexterity to be able to handle that. And so being having them do that daily as well is a, is a really important piece to that whole oral hygiene um, um, uh, habits at home. That was actually my next question. If you found that those little flossers are better than actual floss or about the same? Really the effectiveness I can say is about the same for okay. kids, um, but the ease of using them is much easier than using a long string of floss, right? And so definitely floss picks, you know, and as you said, there's flavors. Some of them, you know, have, um, you know, fun colors and that sort of thing. And so that does is another sort of incentive to that. And so between that and, you know, if they find their favorite kind of toothpaste that they really like, that again is important. And if I can just talk about toothpaste for one yes, second, actually, when I mentioned that's where I was going, you're going so with toothpaste, <laughs> okay, reading each other's minds. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that we don't want to give a child toothpaste that has fluoride in it until they can spit. Right. And so, heart, depending again on, the, on your child, it may be as early as age three, but usually it's maybe around age four or so when they have the ability to know that they don't swallow all the time, that they have to spit that excess out. And so you can buy toothpaste that has no fluoride in it. Um, and so if your child is around that two year mark, age two or so, and they are giving you some challenges about brushing, sometimes the flavored of the bubble gum or the watermelon or strawberry can kind of help give a little bit more um, incentive to brush. And so, you know, after you've, you know, the, the, the baby teeth have come in and you've used the water and maybe again, it becomes more challenging, you know, picking up some of the flavored toothpaste can help just with no fluoride in it until the time that they can spit. Okay. And so my youngest doesn't like um, mint toothpaste yet. Okay, right. She is still all about the flavors, which is understandable. She's six. Yes, yeah. Um, it's too spicy. Spicy, too yes. Spicy. That's what yeah. a lot of kids say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but is that like, so Crayola, for instance, has got into the toothpaste and flossers yes. market. That's right. Is it as effective if I was buying mint you know, oh, it doesn't crest matter. or whatever? It doesn't matter. There isn't like more sugar in the bubble gummy, whatever. Not necessarily, <laughs> okay. no, not necessarily. As, as long as the, the child is brushing their teeth and whatever sort of means it takes to get that done, that's that's really, you know, and the effectiveness of, of getting all over all the surfaces of, of teeth really is, is key. And, you know, like I said earlier, power toothbrushes, some kids really love them. If they get their favorite cartoon character on them, yep. that can really help, you know, um, with that, um, process and then again some kids are a regular manual toothbrush is just as good and you know so whatever works to get your child the cooperativeness to get that to work that's that's really as parents that's what we're looking for so and do you think like say you have a, a child like mine uh, who it's not really cooperative with brushing their teeth would you recommend a power toothbrush over a manual then? Definitely, okay. definitely. That can for sure help to, again, bring that incentive to do it. Um, and, you know, there's so many of them on the market now. I mean, the, there's, 
the, the kids' brushes, but then there are, I should also add that a lot of the, the bigger dental companies have actually come out with apps that you can put on your phone, and so you bring your phone in the bathroom with you, and you know, there's an app, and they, they win stickers if they brush for so long, and they can play little games, and so a lot of those things, and actually you don't even have to have the, the power toothbrush, you can just go on to those websites like Oral-B and Colgate and Crest and whatnot, and they will, they will actually, you can, you can download them onto your phone, and, and it makes, again, a great little, you know, incentive, and, you know, they, I think they click, if, you know, I, if they brush in the morning, and they brush at night, and then after so many days, they get, you know, so many points, or all those things that, you know, um, so, again, those are things that kids can relate to, and that, again, can help have them, you know, more excited about brushing and, 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 and flossing every day. How do you think our parents survived? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they didn't have any of this stuff to make us do, do this. I don't know. I guess it was just by. They're I'm not sure. Than us, stronger, I guess. exactly. That's right. That must have been what it was. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm gonna download all of these. Apps. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. I'm thinking like my mom's gonna be like, what is yeah. wrong with you? You, you can do this. You know. You, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I know. But staying on on top of it is definitely you know more challenging with busy lives and all of these things. But yeah. it's like anything. We prioritize what's important to us. Exactly. Right? And, and get it done. Well, I mean, teeth teeth brushing needs to be prioritized. Right. That's, exactly. that's one thing you're teaching me right at this moment not that my kids don't brush their teeth they do <laughs> right oh no exactly yeah. but being thorough about it and taking you know taking the act the, the time to do it because really in, in essence for for baby teeth or primary teeth those are the teeth that they, they are important even though they lose all 20 of those but you know by the time they get to their 13 age 14 years of age those teeth hold the space for their permanent teeth to come in and so there really is an important part or job that they have to do and so you know we don't want to see our children lose those teeth or you know have have problems with those teeth if at all possible now there are lots of ways to you know correct that with orthodontics and you know there's all of those things out there as well but for basically you know when we these baby teeth do have an important purpose yeah, absolutely. But yeah. that is a phrase that you hear a lot though, right? Oh, they're just baby teeth. Baby teeth. Right, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. right. And I know I explain to patients and patients' parents all the time, you know, that we still want to keep those teeth as, you know, as, as long as we can. And well, and that's it. It's 13 years of those, of those teeth. And that's a big phrase that I use to my kids actually is that like, these are your teeth forever now. Right. So we really need to take care of them. Exactly. And again, it, it goes in one ear and out the other as yeah. it does with most kids. <laughs> right. Uh, what about um, like South soothing thumb suckers finger suckers even soothers yeah um is there an age where you should stop these things like should we ever be allowing it in the first place i know that's such a controversial well topic, it is and i yeah. mean you know we when the when the child's going the baby's going to fall asleep and they have their thumb in their mouth and you know that's soothing them and that's putting them to sleep as, as a as an exhausted parent leave it be um, but once their permanent teeth start to 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 um, erupt or come into the mouth that's when we really want to watch that because if they are thumb sucking of course it can flare their um, front teeth out and then that can have problems you know later on so uh, you know we we do monitor it from a from a dental perspective that you know it could become an issue uh, sometimes with um, issues with the palate as well and, and that kind of thing so definitely for sure um, you know we'll recommend to parents to try and break that habit or take the soother away you know kind of cut those things and so that sometimes 
you know, is, is discussions that you have when you're, or when the child is in to have a, a, a cleaning and checkup done that, you know, we would discuss and show the parents and, you know, encourage them to try and have the child break the habit. But okay. there are appliances out there for actually uh, thumb sucking because you can't take the thumb off, right? It, so you can take a have, soother yes. away, yeah. but you can't take off a thumb. And so there are uh, specific appliances that can, you can have made for a child if, uh, if that's so the case. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, the, like the gross stuff that you can yes, put on there. Yes. There's thumb. other, the, yes. My youngest just right through that. Right through. She could have cared less. <laughs> could care. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know what? I remember my brother was a thumb sucker. And my, I remember my parents just going through hell yeah. to try to get him to stop. stop. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, I'm not going to put my kid through that. Like, they the, the gross stuff on his thumb. And, and you know, it was the 80s. So they probably, like, no, my mom would kill me if I said this. But I was right. say they probably tied his hands back. <laughs> no, they probably didn't. But, <laughs> but right. like, I remember them being so <laughs> upset about it. And so yeah. my youngest then turned out to be a thumb sucker. And I... Same thing. I can't cut her thumb off, right. so I'm just going to let it ride. But I can see her front two teeth um, and yeah. a narrow palate. Right. So I know I need to curb it, and I need to curb it soon. Like yes. her very first dentist appointment, the dentist said, she's going to need braces. Get ready for it. Start yeah. saving now. Save serving now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. And to that extent, you know, really, orthodontists do like to see children around age seven or so, or eight. Um, and, you know, people say, oh, well, that seems so early. But in essence, those are the things that they can pick up at that stage that sometimes an appliance can be a good thing to start out with. Um, whether or not that will eliminate braces down the road, not necessarily, but at least they can keep an eye on them during those developmental years because a lot of what orthodontics does now is works with the child's growth. Okay. It used to be years ago when you and I were kids that kids, you know, braces would go on when all the permanent teeth were yeah. in, you know, 16, 17 years of age, 15, you know, around that age. Now they're saying no, like as this child is growing and their and their jaw, their bones, everything is is uh, growing, we can use that to to basically manipulate how the teeth are going to come in, when they're going to come in or and, and move those teeth appropriately depending upon growth. So there's a lot of changes within uh, within orthodontics that has really sort of helped that. So kids at 13 now are coming out beautiful smiles because they've had all their permanent teeth in, they've probably been in ortho for two to three years maybe, but they've used that growth of that child through that process to do so. so. That's really interesting. Now, you've referenced appliances a couple of times. What do you mean by appliances? Like spacers? Spacers can be one. Um, another common one is known as a palate expander. Uh, and so oftentimes if children have very narrow palates or on the top of, or sorry, their top teeth um, is very narrow, our top teeth should be outside of our bottom teeth. Mm -hmm. And so if they're, if they're, if it's just with growth and, and the, the child, they can actually put an a appliance that they uh, snap in, it, it goes on their palate. And then as the child grows, the, the parent every second day turns just this little screw inside okay. and it just slowly opens so that after depending upon the length of time required to wear that palate expander they will end up having their jaw their upper jaw will be wide enough and in the right place as as they continue to grow so that that's i mean and that among many others but the palate expander is is another common one the spacer that you mentioned uh, that's oftentimes if a child loses uh, baby molars and or a six-year molar uh, a permanent six-year molar, then they can sometimes sort of, they put a spacer in so that it kind of pushes things back or holds the permanent teeth in place so that the other 
uh, permanent teeth will come in in front of it okay. instead of too much crowding. Because if we're missing teeth, what happens is our teeth will tip in inwards. And so with a spacer, it holds those permanent teeth out where they're supposed to be so that the other teeth can come in appropriately. So those are a few of many different. Yeah. So options yeah i have learned so much today but charles is telling me we're out of time so <laughs> very so good before we go though um at alton college you guys yes, are always looking for clients right? we sure are yes so definitely how would people get a hold of you guys uh you can definitely give the uh dental center a call at 858-8484 and our receptionist uh would love to to book in your children we're always looking for children as well as adults too uh, but oftentimes it's a little harder to get kids in so uh you know we love to have kids in our students do need to have a, sorry do have requirements to to uh, for children and so you can definitely give us a call we also have a dental sealant clinic so dental sealants are uh, basically uh, a preventive form of uh, of uh, preventing decay in our in the uh, permanent teeth and so that's a, a clinic that we do February March of uh, it, during the winter so that again if you children have not had sealants we'd love to have them in for that too Okay, sign us up. We'll be there. Sure. <laughs> the Taylor kids will be there. Sounds uh, good. Okay, Allison, thank you so much for that wealth of knowledge. Well, thank you for having me. It was good.